We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Chuchuk. How are you today? Thank you for tuning in to Results Radio. Once again, we're back. And as always, I have a guest. This time, for, for you guys, this is really interesting. Somebody amazing that's really going to help you. If you're in business, if you have a great business idea, if you want to transform your current business where you are, there's something that is a necessity. And we're going to talk about that with our guests today. I want to thank our sponsors right off the top for being part of our program, for being part of our lives, and for contributing and allowing us to bring amazing people, amazing guests, and amazing information that will transform what it is you do on a daily basis. Results Radio is dedicated to you, your transformations. I want to share something I think that is so vitally important to all of you listening to this broadcast, and that is you can achieve what you set out to. You're going to have to put some hard work, effort, and energy behind it. You're going to have to spend some time. There's no magic pill, but I will say this. If you go and get yourself a copy of the Results Journal, it's on our website at the Results Press, at the Results Radio website. If you go and do that, follow it step-by-step over the course of the next 12 months, you're not only going to achieve, you're going to achieve more than you ever thought possible. You know, it's been said that you can achieve double what you set out to initially, and there's truth to it, but you're going to have to do something about it. So let's get to our guest. Mr. Leonard Kim is a personal branding expert. He works with small business people. He works with entrepreneurs. He's also partner in Influence Tree. So welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sean. I do appreciate being here today. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm glad you agreed to join us. Uh, we're going to spend a few minutes, and I want to understand a little bit about what it is you do. So please share with, uh, with the folks listening to this broadcast what you do, uh, how you impact and influence uh, small business people and entrepreneurs. So just a basic overview of what I do is what I do is I help people build out their personal brand, um, get featured in media publications, and growth hack their social media followings. I guess I could expand upon that a little bit. Now, everyone out there, like let's just say you're an entrepreneur, for example, Sean. Um, would you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Uh, absolutely. A serial entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur. And you know the statistics, 95% of businesses fell within the first five years, right? Mm-hmm. And being a serial entrepreneur, you probably can do a few of those yourself. Well, I'll share this with you. And of course, I think a lot of the folks listening probably know this already. Uh, I started running profited from 43 companies. I was uh, speaking in, I think it was no, no, Reno, Nevada in November of last year. And uh, the organizers did a Q&A at the end of my presentation. A gentleman got up the microphone. And he said, I assume, Mr. Shuchuk, that uh, all 43 of those companies were a resounding success. And, you know, let's be clear, there's a couple of phenomenal, phenomenal and spectacular face plant plants along with the road rash to go along with them. So certainly I think failure is part of that process at some level. Yeah, and especially when you have that road rash, another thing that happens is um, 
out of those 43, a few probably made it, but most of those probably hurt really bad. And aside from the pain, what happens is when you're a serial entrepreneur and you go out there and you start multiple businesses, each one that fails, it's like it's wiped out from your resume. I, I ran um, three businesses before, three startups, and all three of them didn't work out. When I tried the first one and that failed, it became so much harder to start the second one. Then after the third one, it became almost impossible to even find a job because they're like, I've never heard. Anyone I interviewed with was like, I've never heard of you. All these companies you work for, they don't exist. <laughs> and like every single time I would have to like rebuild my resume over and over and over again and start from scratch. The reason for that is because I invested like 100% of my efforts into building a company brand instead of my personal brand. As time progressed, I started working at a Fortune 100 company and I wanted to move my way up to become a director in uh, my position over there. And I slowly came to realize that it really wasn't possible because I didn't invest in my personal brand. I didn't have the backing behind it. I wasn't an expert in my industry. I mean, I was an expert, but people didn't see me as an expert. So after being there for about two years, I decided to take my work online and I started writing out articles about my expertise, started growing my social media following, started getting featured in publications. About two to three years later, I had about like 250,000 social media followers. I was in Forbes, Fortune, Inc. and all these other big publications. And people just kept calling me an expert in my phone. And through that process, um, I figured out all the key things that you have to do to really define yourself, set yourself up from the crowd. And um, if you look at my life as a result of that, I went from making like around 30000 a year or something like that to making a pretty good amount of money now. And here's the thing. Since I've been able to invest into my personal brand, I don't have to depend on the reputation of any company that I work with anymore. People just know me by my name. So it's like... Since I made that type of investment into my brand, it doesn't matter what company I try to build or what I try to do, people are going to recognize my name as being an expert in my field. So they're going to follow me into that. So what I do is I teach others how to, instead of building up their company to be that brand, I teach them how to lead and be the expert themselves. So when they go out there, um, people are going to be interviewing them as the expert in their field so they can plug their company into the media publications and they can go out there and build their social media following and get people to buy into their business because they're buying into that person first. Absolutely. Well, let's be very honest about this. And, you know, for those of us that uh, have started businesses, maybe more than one, uh, those of us that maybe have failed at a couple of businesses or those that have really built something phenomenal. And I think we have a wide range of, of folks that listen to us, that join us in our community. And the results community is, is honestly all over North America and over the last two or three years has really started to grow. So for all of us out there, um, what you've done over the last few years, most people consider to be very difficult. And is this something that you found hard or difficult, or did you create a strategy or a process around it? What What was that experience like for you? What did it take? Well, one of the key motivators for me to really go out there and do this in the very beginning is back in about 2005, I believe, I started selling cars, and um, we had a 10-step process to the sale. Step one was meet and greet. Step two was sell yourself. Step three was um, sell your company. And step four was to qualify the person into what they wanted to look for. So when you look at step one and two, step one is when you meet and greet someone. And that's when you say, hi, hello, how are you? And within those first 60 seconds, that's when someone decides if they like you or not. Then the second process is selling yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm selling gonna, yourself. I'm going to be rude for just a second, if I may, and interrupt you. Go back to that, that what you just said prior 
about yourself, if you would. Meet and greet. Well, meet and greet, and then you said you have to sell who? Sell yourself. Interesting. I, I think a lot of people missed that one. I just wanted to reiterate that. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no worries. So when you sell yourself, what you're doing is you're building rapport with the person that you're talking to. In car sales, you're like, do you like um, going to the beach? Do you have a family? Do you have kids? Where did you grow up? You ask all these questions so you find out who you're, who you're talking to and who you're communicating with. Then let's say someone says they like to surf and you like to surf. You're like, oh, you like to surf? Me too. So you find those affinity points that you have in common. And the more of those that you're able to find in the discovery process when you're selling yourself, is when people are like, oh, this person's really relatable to me. I like them more because they have similar interests. They like doing the same things as me. They like going to the same places as me. Uh, when you take that to the internet, like I, I think the biggest disconnect for that, what makes it so hard, is you can't ask these questions to your audience because they're reading you through a computer screen or they're watching you on the video. A lot of people have difficulty talking about what they like and like, you've been in business for a while. Back in 2008, if you saw social media, it was really easy to go out there and be like, I'm the expert in this field. And then if you were like a Gary Vaynerchuk or someone like that, you got hundreds of thousands of people who followed you because you were the expert in that field. Nowadays, you can't say I'm the expert in that field and have people follow you. The hardest part of it is a lot of people, they go, oh, maybe I should just be the expert and portray myself that way. It just doesn't happen because people aren't selling themselves first. Um, there's so much competition nowadays that people really want to know your backstory, who you are, what you're about, what your interests are, what your passions are, and really why you're doing what you do. And a lot of people just miss the mark on that, and that's why it's so difficult for people. So over the last three years when I've been building my personal brand, sure, it's been difficult, but then I had a lot of free time. Within that free time, I was able to try this plan, that plan, and all these different plans. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think I figured out the exact strategy and the exact science of what works and what doesn't work. So because I was able to try things out so much, I was able to figure out the solution to um, fast track anyone, no matter if you've just completely failed in life or if you're running a successful business, to go out there and showcase you as the ex expert in your field. Well, so this is very interesting for me because, as you know, I'm the number one results coach in the country, and I've worked with over 7,200 individuals one-on-one -on -one over the last more years, and sometimes I care to count. What do you say to the people that tell you they want to keep their personal life and their professional life separate and they don't want to cross over, especially when it comes to build a, building a personal brand and utilizing social media? And, and let's be clear, this does happen, and people even say it to me sometimes. I get that. Like, my girlfriend is the most private person in the world, and I shouldn't be talking about her right now. <laughs> but, um, I'm doing, like I'm doing like my it. job as an interviewer, if you are. <laughs> I'm like, um, she's like, well, if we get married, is there a way for um, no one on the internet to know? And I'm like, um, I have, like, 250,000 social media followers. I don't know. <laughs> See, now it's not so I, I, an invitation to the wedding, Leonard. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone on social media. <laughs> like, do you That's see awesome. how those kinds of dilemmas are there? It's like, don't tell anyone on social media. It's like, everyone's going to know anyway. Everyone knows who you are. Everyone knows about, everyone knows a bit about your personality. I mean, sure, you don't have to reveal everything online and talk about the dog that you ran over two weeks ago or the person that you bullied in school like a decade ago. I mean, you can leave those parts out, but you could still leave your personality in there. I mean, your friend fun 
a fun and friendly person. You told me that you grew up in the desert of Canada. I never knew there was a desert in Canada. But those kinds of details, those are personable, and that's part of your personal life, and you're bringing that into your business when you're speaking with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I, I, I'm very much uh, of the opinion that in today's day and age, we live in a technology age um, where, there, yeah, there are certain things about my personal life that I will never reveal, and I don't think it's anyone's business. However, um, I share a great deal with our community and you know the results community and family that we've built, not just on the coaching, but on the radio side, on the publishing side, some of the stuff we do. I mean, there's a lot of, I've become very good friends with a lot of folks that we've had the privilege to work with, even folks that I've interviewed over time um, that, you know, we've and had multiple interviews. We had some, we've had some, we built great relationships with. So I'm okay with that. I think it's good that there's a personal touch to it. Um, I, you know, I'll share this and I think you probably will agree with this. Um, every once in a while, I, you know, I, I'm way behind the curve. I've got a five-year-old son. And after I picked him up from school yesterday afternoon, uh, we went for a little hour and 15 minute hike. And I'm, you know, I'm an hour from the Rocky Mountains in Canada. So it's very easy for me to do that. You know, I posted a few pictures on on social media, and it's very interesting. Those those get a lot of traction um, because it is more than just uh, putting something out there that might be perceived as a business building tool or a marketing initiative. Another great example to play upon what you just said is, um, do you know John Lim from the Be Moving Forward podcast? Mm-hmm. I've been talking to him. Like, we actually became, like, pretty good friends after I went on his podcast. He's like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, you're so personable. You're talking about all these things that no one else actually talks about on my podcast. And I'm like, yeah, because I try to be real. And, I'm like, I guess one of the biggest things that he saw was that all these people were putting themselves in a box where they were, like, business only. But when I look at it in the world, I'm like, okay, this person's boring. Sure, they're an expert at what they're doing, but I don't really want to talk to them. And just from personal experience, when I went out there and I put some of my hardships online, like a lot of people who were super successful, like making seven, eight, nine figures a year, would message me and be like, oh, Larry, I can't believe you shared something like that. I went through the same thing, but I never had the courage to share something like that. So what it does is when you share parts of your personality, you're building a bridge in between you and the people that you communicate with. And it doesn't have to be that personal story that you're talking about. You can talk about your dog. You can talk about your cat. I mean, half the world loves dogs and half the world loves cats. So that gives you that automatic connection where you're able to connect with the next the people that you're speaking with. And for example, John, one time he sent me an email that was really personable. Like He's like, oh, you know, I went on a date with the girl, she blah, blah, blah. I realized that after a while, I wanted to go home and eat the pumpkin pie in my fridge. And I realized when I told my friend this, like, they were like, John, you got to go find someone that you like more than pumpkin pie or else you're just never going to make it. You're never going to have a successful relationship. And he's like, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to put this on uh, Twitter. And he was like, ha-ha, go for it. But what he really meant was, uh, I don't want you to do that ever. <laughs> so I put that up and I just like tweeted it away and like screenshot him. He's like, oh my God, that's the most engagement I've ever had on a tweet in my entire life. <laughs> That's, and that's part of it. You know, we're talking about relationships. So we're going to take just a moment here to thank our sponsors. Uh, this is really important. Stay tuned for just a moment. We'll be right back with Letter Kim. November 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2017 is going to change the way you see entrepreneurship, business, and wealth forever. 
three days. World-renowned celebrity speakers and teachers. The best minds in the world. Mark it on your calendar. Here's a hint. It's all happening in sunny San Diego, California. Keep listening for more major surprises. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. Welcome back. We are going to spend the next next 15 minutes with Leonard Kim. We're going to come back to, prior to the break, we were talking about relationships and we, and we tied that in with social media. Uh, part of building a business is building relationships and building rapport. And we had touched on doing that through social media and actually being a real person, not just somebody pushing out information. And would you, would you say, Leonard, that that is really about how business is done through building relationships now versus, let's say, the past when it, was, it had to be a handshake? It is. I think it's all about building relationships and connecting with your audience. Uh, not only do I build my personal brand, I work with um, Tech Medicine of USC, which is University of Southern California's medical enterprise. They've been around for about the last five years and really been... Mm-hmm ramping up efforts in the last two to three uh, to get a brand out there. I'm sure you're familiar with UCLA Health, which is a major competitor to um, Tech Medicine of USC. One of the key things I've noticed when I've been um, working with um, Tech Medicine of USC versus um, UCLA Health is when UCLA Health puts out a message, it's very authoritative, it's very, um, we're the best, it's very um, informational or sciencey or something like that. And then when people start to engage with their content, going, oh, UCLA is the best, they just click like on their comments and they don't really engage. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, you have Tech Medicine of USC. What they're doing is they're pushing out content that's easily digestible, tips to help keep you out of the hospital. Um, they're really going out there and they're like, look, we care about you so much. We're going to give you tips about what you can do to have a better life overall instead of just having a, uh, instead of this is what we do once you get here. Because I mean, no one wants to go to the hospital, but they build trust by putting out those types of articles. On top of that, when they get an award instead of saying, oh, we were number one again. It's more like, oh, thank you so much for your continued support to the people that they're working or to the people who visit them. And they're like, we couldn't do it without you. And whenever someone leaves a comment, like there's always a comment back saying, thank you so much for your support. Oh, we really love the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for your testimony and all this. Like they're just going out there and really engaging with that audience. While UCLA is going out there and just selling the authority route. So what you're telling me at the end of the day is engagement is, is paramount, is key in building these relationships in today's world on an online basis it's key in, in building and engaging, or engaging is key in, in, in generating this from a business standpoint as well, because you, you become real versus just shoving information at somebody. Exactly. Like just to give you an example, UCLA Health as of uh, today has 171,000 followers or likes on Facebook, right? Tech Medicine of USC, uh, they only have about 9,805 followers as of today on Facebook. That's what, an 18 times difference in audience size? (laughs) 
When it comes to engagement, um, UCLA Health is averaging about 1,100 engagements a a week, while Tech Medicine of USC is getting about 1,500 engagements a week. For a company that has an audience that's about 18 size 18 times smaller in size, that kind of engagement is just insane. And, like, let's say I'm a consumer and I'm going out there and I'm deciding, should I go to UCLA Health or should I go to Keck Medicine of USC? When I go to UCLA Health, I see how they say that they're number one out there, right? But then, you know what? If I'm talking about myself, I'm going to say I'm number one too. (laughs) And I think that's how every single business is that's out there. But when you go to like Keck Medicine of USC social media pages, they're not saying we're number one. They're saying thank you for helping us win these awards. And you well, yeah, and I, and I think that goes comment. back to your branding. That goes yeah. back to your personal branding, Leonard, because at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I do teach a little bit about branding too when I do certain uh, certain training. And one of the things we talk about, in, and, I, and I pick on, and you know, forgive me for any of those realtors that are listening today, but I pick on realtors and I say, if you, if you were to meet an, you know, a realtor at the elevator and you, know, you introduced yourself and said, what do you do? Typical person who's a realtor is going to say, I'm a realtor. And you say, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking about selling or buying a home. How, how can you help me? And they say, well, I'm better than everyone else. And yet if you go to most metropolitan centers in North America today, there's literally thousands of realtors who are on that particular board. Um, so there's no way to set them aside. There's no brand, right? So yeah, you, absolutely, 100%. Um, I have a question for you. What's in your journey um, building your business over the last few years, what's the toughest thing you've ever had to encounter that you overcame? The toughest thing I ever had to overcome? Mm-hmm. Good question. Well, back in 2010, 2009, 2010, somewhere uh, a long time ago, um, <laughs> I was getting evicted from my home because I didn't pay my electricity bill for about six months because I was so depressed and um, sought over the fact that everything I was working on wasn't actually working out. That um, I got to the point where... Um, I almost went homeless and I got an eviction notice. So I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm going to go get evicted from my home now and I'm going to go live on the streets and under a bridge, have a good life. And she called my grandma and uh, my grandma let me stay with her for about nine months. Uh, The hardest part of my life would be realizing that I had to fall so far where I had to have someone else take care of me. It was kind of embarrassing. It was um, not good for my ego or personality or anything, really. Just to know that I fell so far and just had to pick myself back up to go out there and do something again. Um, Well, let 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 me thank you. Let me thank you for sharing that because I think that is, you know, a lot of people don't have the, the, the guts to go and share a story like that, especially when they've hit a plateau of success like you have. What would you thank say you. to people out there today who are listening? You're welcome, by the way. What would you say to people who are listening today out there who maybe have done very well? Maybe they've had a great job and they've lost that job or they built a really successful business and the economy or the price of oil or something has impacted them in not a way they ever anticipated, and they maybe have gone and lost that job, and it was unintentional, or there was cutbacks, or they've closed their company because of something that was a complete out of the outside of the realm of their control, and they find themselves in a similar position that you were. What do you say to those people? You know what I was trying to do at the time when I lost everything? I was trying to tell everyone I didn't lose everything. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm doing fine. Life's great. Things are working out. And every single day, I was not just lying to other people. I was lying to myself. And every single day, it was just hurting my soul and just ripping away at it. And so I can't like face myself and look at myself in the mirror anymore. If you're going through trouble, then you got to go out there and you just have to tell people as it is. So, look, I bought oil. It was at $80 when I bought it. Now it's at 40 I took a huge loss. Uh, I'm stressed out and I'm struggling. Like, if you admit it, then people will be like, okay, well, let's see how we can help you. And then, like, I've come to find that when I admitted that I had problems, all these people were, like, came out of the woodworks and were like, how can I help you get to another place? How could I get, help you get to the next level? I had job offers left and right. I had people offering to make me introductions here and there. I'm like, it's so crazy. Like, once you, once you admit where you are in life, all the doors that were never open before just start to open up and everyone wants to help you get back up to where you were. Or if not, so further when being you authentic are. and vulnerable. Yes. That's awesome. Thank, thank you very much for that. Um, have you ever had a coach or coaches, mentor or mentors? And if so, how have they impacted you? Uh, back in 21, uh, there was this guy who was half Japanese, half Korean. His name's Richard, I believe. Um, like, he disappeared out of nowhere at a cafe, and he was just playing um, something on his little tablet. And um, back when I was 21, tablets didn't really exist like they do now. I was like, oh, that's interesting. There's someone on the tablet. So I was, like, looking over, like, what are you doing? And we started talking, and... Um, he taught me a lot of uh, the philosophies that I carry today. I mean, I only was like mentored by him for like maybe three or four months, but those three or four months had like significance upon the rest of my life. Every time I went out there and did something wrong, I really reflected back on that moment that um, he spent and talked with me and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm doing the wrong thing. I need to go reconsider what I'm doing and just think things through because it wasn't just like regular business advice. It was like advice at a whole new level, especially at my age where I didn't even see the world in that way, where I just saw me being in the world by myself going out there. And he gave me kind of that globalization perspective where I'm like, oh, I'm just one tiny thing working in a bigger um, arena of everything else. And that was really, really helpful. I mean, if I could have paid him, I would have probably paid him every single penny I earned. <laughs> but he didn't ask for money at the time, which is great. Would you recommend that? I would. Awesome. If you had one tidbit, well, I'll actually let, let me rephrase that. What's one tidbit of information to everybody listening? And there's a wide range of folks that are, that are listening in to us today on, in the results community that uh, some people have been around working with me for seven and eight years. Other folks are just starting out. Uh, there are people that jump on board to this, uh, this podcast and they, are ju- they're, they have no connection to us other than they listen to it. So, What's one piece of information, no matter what's, where they are in that spectrum of being an entrepreneur, of, of driving their businesses forward, what's one piece of information that you can give them that they can wrap their head, heart, and hands around and go implement today and make a difference for themselves and their business? One thing that I've really realized is that if there's something that you're holding on to that you're scared to share and it's just clawing at you saying, share me, share me, share me, but then you're just so scared to do it, whatever you have there, that's something that's just going to resonate with a lot of people and it's going to really pick up traction and make you look a lot more credible, a lot more friendly, a lot more authentic to your audience, um, whether 
you're a business owner, whether you have $10 million in the bank, whether you have $5 in the bank, it doesn't really matter. If you just share that moment with people, people are really just going to go out there and be all for it. That's kind of how I got popular on the internet. I went out there and I found one of my weakest moments, something that I was just so scared to share. It took me 20 minutes after I wrote it up. I was shaking and trembling just looking at that publish button going, do I really want this out there in the world? When I clicked it, everything was okay. And instead of people going, hey, Leonard, you're such a failure, you're such a loser, you'll never amount to anything, people are like, hey, Leonard, you're such an inspiration, I went through something similar, I can't believe you told us, wow, I, I really look up to you. It was like the weirdest thing, so if you have something that you're scared of, just go and share it. Thank you for that. How do folks, if they want to, they're listening today, how do they find you? Please share that with us. Twitter, you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, that's M-R-L-E-O-N-A-R-D, Kim. Uh, my website's leonardkim.com. Uh, my email is hello at leonardkim.com. And you can also uh, learn more about my course and how you can go out there and build your own personal brand as well at influencetree.com, which is I-N-F-L-U-E-N-C-E-T-R-E-E.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leonard. It's been a pleasure to have you on. I'm grateful you came on. And I look forward to doing this again sometime in the future to all of those of you listening today in the results community and our family, uh, stay tuned. We're going to thank our sponsors one more time for allowing us to come to you and bring great information and phenomenal guests on a regular basis to help you grow your business. I'm Sean Chuchak. I am the number one results coach in the country. I will see you on the next broadcast of Results Radio. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show and visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal. Results Journal.